that wasn't too bad. All right, let's channel the sunshine. Let's try one more time. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, there you go. Happy Transfiguration Sunday. I can tell that you are totally excited and know exactly what we're going to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have any announcements that we need to share? Fabulous Pat, our chair for a little while longer. Thank you, Pastor Jen. And if you thought Transfiguration Sunday was going to be exciting, next Sunday will really, uh, really be an exciting one. It will be our annual meeting. We are going to have the meeting in another location down in the CE Hall. We will have a shortened, slightly shortened service. Then we'll move into our annual meeting, and then we'll finish things off with a pizza lunch. We'll look forward to seeing everybody there. The uh, annual report is online if you want to look at it, and there's a few copies at the back. One of the things we're going to be uh, discussing about is our new constitution, and it is also online. I thought there were a few uh, copies at the back for those of you who uh, do not have access to it, but I, they must be out. So we'll have to have a few available next week for you to take a look at. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, you all out there next week for our annual meeting. Thank you. Wonderful, Pat, thank you. Any other announcements? I have a couple to highlight, but anyone else? Okay. Um, just a quick reminder about um, the Lenten book study. If you, thank you to those who have already signed up. If you want to have me order the book, you need to let me know by tomorrow, please, because it takes about like six or seven days to come in. Um, but if you're going to order the book on your own, you're good. Just let me know what session that you would like. And it's all um, in the announcements you will see. And we also have an Ash Wednesday service this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, it'll just be a time of reflection and uh, we'll have communion together. There'll be an imposition of the ashes as well. Um, you can choose to have them on your forehead or just on your hand if you prefer. And uh, just thought it would be a nice collective way for us to come together and mark the beginning of Lent after we eat pancakes today and then we eat pancakes again on Tuesday. All right, that is it for me. Hit it. Oh, she's ready. to do. <laughs> yeah. 
We recognize that we are on the traditional territory of the Odawa, Mississauga, and the Anishinaabewaki First Nations and the Métis people, and that we are all people of Treaty 45 and a half. May we continue to work to be in right relations with our Indigenous neighbors and speak up and speak out against systemic racism and colonialism. Now I'm going to invite you to stand as you are able and join in the call to worship that is printed on the screen. Now, I didn't check. Geography and I, we broke up in grade 10. So if we are east, which way are we? Where are we pointing? This way? Okay, I thought so. I was practicing in my office. but um, So when we do the call to worship, the first part, we're going to turn east with our hands outstretched. And we're going to have a, just a couple moments of silent reflection. And then we're going to turn to the west and do the same thing. Okay? All right, please stand. We turn to embrace the rising sun, the fire that burns brilliantly in the morning sky. Its glow gleams in the growing earth and glistens in sea and sky. We turn to embrace the dazzling sun. May his fire burn in our hearts. May his glow gleam through our actions and glisten in our love for others. And all God's people said, Amen. Please remain standing and join in singing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> join in singing our gathering hymn, Shine, Jesus, Shine. We'll do two verses and they'll be up on the screen. And just let her rip because it's all about transfiguration, metamorphosis, and Jesus is all brilliant and white and shiny for us today. Hello. It's good to be back with you.
be seated. Please join your hearts with mine in a time of prayer of confession. Let us pray. We gather here this morning hoping to catch a glimpse of the transfigured Jesus that the disciples witnessed long ago on the mountaintop, an experience that changed them forever. And yet we tremble, fearing that this experience will be more than we can bear. We pray to you, the transfigured one, that as we sing, pray, and proclaim the word of God, we will be transformed by your love, a love that casts out all fear. And all God's people said, Amen. Friends, as Jesus has shared his peace with each of us, let us now take a moment to share that peace with each other. Peace be with you. Friends, light shines into the world in many different ways. As we gather here this morning, I invite you to fix your gaze on the one light that is eternal and shines brightly in each of us, the light of Christ. And as Christ is the light of our lives, let us be open and active in our call to shine the light of Christ into the lives of other people. Let us pray. Radiant God, source of light, as you surrounded Jesus with your glory, so you come to us in penetrating brightness. You catch us off guard and expose our weakness. We choose the limelight while you call us to explore the shadows and brighten the darkness. We seek the spectacular while you bind up the broken in countless acts of mercy. We seek to stay on the mountain or in a comfortable pew while you walk to the valleys of need. Radiant God, fill us with light and courage to carry good news into all the corners of the world and to bring back the joy of your presence. We ask this all in the name of your transfigured son, Jesus, who taught people how to love you and showed us how much you love us by saying together the words that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. A lot of the songs today are African-American spirituals, and it's not only are they a wonderful musical resource for worship, but this is but it is Black History Month, and uh, we just read that sisters, sunflower sisters, and we're thinking about the history. 
Okay, I'm gonna do Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. No, I'm not. wait before you move. Today it's all about transfiguration and light, so I would like you to come forward in a way that shows that you're sparkling. Sparkle. Ready? Come on forward. Or you can just come forward too, that's fine. Well, good morning. Really? That's it? I get clear? That's it? Let's try it again. Good morning. Oh, sorry, Charlotte. I did not hear. Um, How are we doing today? Good? All right. In your most sparkly voice, I want you to turn around and ask them how they're doing today on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. How you doing? Excellent. Good, good, good. All right. How was the week? Good. Good, yeah. Give me some. All right. Okay. In your most non-sparkly, boring voice, ask them how their week was. Ready? Go. Excellent. So today, we are talking about transfiguration. Isn't that a fun-sounding word? There you go. But it is actually, you might be familiar with a more, um, I guess, a word that we would normally use maybe in science, metamorphosis. All right? So metamorphosis has to do with a caterpillar. And then what happens to the caterpillar? Goes into the chrysalis. Turns into a butterfly. Or a butterfly or a moth. It depends on what the caterpillar is. 
true. But they're both beautiful. Right. All right, so today, what I want to do, what I want you to do is, I just want you to take a little, turn around, just take a little peek at everyone. You can stand up and do it. There's, trust me, there's a method to my madness here. Just kind of look at them, just kind of see, kind of see what's around you, you know? Maybe like looking at the windows, candles, whatever. And today is your lucky day. It's a good day for you to come. Not only is it pancake day, yes, but we're having a field trip today. I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Field trip. Here's where you're going to go. You're going to go climb Mount St. Grace's balcony. Any idea where that might be? Mount St. Grace's balcony? Yes. You're going to go climb that, okay? So here's your job. Your job is you're going to go upstairs, so you're going to go to the back, you're going to go up, go into the balcony, and I'm going to tell some super awesome, very cheesy mountain jokes. You're going to ignore me, and you're going to take a, find a spot in the balcony that's all your own, and you're going to look around and see what you can see. And I want you to think of one thing that is different from how you just looked here to what things look like up there. All right, are we going to accept this mission? Give me a two thumbs up if you are. All right, is the microphone here still to take up or is it upstairs? I got it, where is it? Oh, in my ear. Man, do you know how much time it takes for me to wire this puppy? Can you use big voices? Sure. Okay. All right, sparkle, go back to Jen. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. All right. All right, so tell me something different from being up there. Shout it out one at a time. So, Claire, go. I'm the size of your finger. Right? So everybody looks tiny. Yep, Charlotte Grace, what do you got? It's lighter up there, or no, whiter, more whiter, sorry. More like white and brown, and down here has some more color. Wonderful. Yeah, the lights in your eyes and the lights over there in your eyes. Excellent. Anything else? Right? You can see if people are sleeping. You can see if they're picking their nose. Right? Yeah. All right. So I want you to, I'm, I'm going to do, remember that chant we did last week? Jesus loves me, this I know. The repeat after me chant. You're going to come back down into the front while they do that for you. You can join in, of course. But you're going to travel back. You're going to come back from your field trip. Okay? Ready? This is a repeat after me chant. Oh my gosh, again, adults. This is a repeat after me chant. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. 
mercy. For the Bible tells me so. For the Bible tells me so. Oh, that was good. All right, it's loud up there? Yeah? Mm. And bats, wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing your wisdom. And now hopefully you've burnt out a little bit of energy and now you can head out to Sunday school. All right, get your sparkle on in Sunday school. All right, and I'm going to invite Gertie to come forward uh, for our minute for mission, and she's our scripture reader today as well. Good morning. First of all, there's been a little wires cross thing. Uh, this uh, mission minute for mission today is not not about the women's house it's about the bruce gray spiritual care network um, when you donate to the church you're you're given the opportunity to check off where you'd like your donation to go and one of those is local mission and the um, social action and global concerns committee of this church oversees a few local mission donations and the Spiritual Care Network is one of them. You may know this formerly as the hospital chaplaincy. While in hospital, patients and their families may face uncertainty, life-changing decisions, loss, or a range of unexpected emotion. Spiritual care supports people during this difficult time, or simply if somebody needs someone to listen or just be there with them. We journey with people during these times to provide care and connect them with their personal sense of faith and spirituality. A patient can access the spiritual care provider by speaking to a nurse or having someone ask for them. I contacted the Spiritual Care Network office and asked for some um, experiences that they've had a woman named Deb contacted the spiritual care office after her husband passed away in hospital. She was very grateful to one of the spiritual care providers for supporting her at her bedside, or at her husband's bedside while he was dying. Our spiritual care provider stayed with Deb as she walked out of the hospital to her car so she didn't have to leave alone. During the recent pandemic, a spiritual care provider was able to spend time with some who had been in hospital for a long time. And here are some of the ways in which support was provided to patients, mostly elderly or over the age of 65. Some could not return to their residence when they were discharged from the hospital and needed support to enter long-term care, and that support was given. One patient in particular needed support while making an adjustment from living at home to a hospital stay and ultimately to an end-of-life care facility. Also, while faith leaders, our pastors and ministers, were not allowed to visit during the pandemic, the spiritual care provider was able to offer support not only to patients but to our ministerial as well and to assure them that she could visit members in person on their behalf. 
Faith leaders were also able to connect with patients by Zoom and by phone. The spiritual care provider was able to provide a non-anxious presence, an emotional support to a patient, and they prayed together and made a sacred space as a way to create hope and comfort. Faith leaders in the community expressed their gratitude to have someone on the inside to provide personal care and contact to patients on their behalf. This important and sometimes lesser known service is one of eight charitable works supported by the generosity of this congregation. When you give to mission and service, you can designate some of your givings to local missions. And one of those is Spiritual Care Network. Thank you for the congregation for your support for this ongoing ministry. The reading from the Old Testament this morning is from Exodus 24, verses 12 to 18. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there. I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, wait here for us until we come back to you. Look, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the Israelites. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The New Testament reading is from Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 to 9, the Transfiguration. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as bright as light. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. May God bless to our understanding these readings from his holy word. Thank you, Gertie. So today's message 
in case you haven't picked up on it yet with what we did in children's time, is mountaintop view. So what I would like to do to start uh, the message is I came across a mindfulness mountain meditation. And so uh, in a moment, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. And there's some visuals here about mountains and it'll just help to center you to be here, let go of whatever it is that your brain is trying to remind you of, maybe quiet your tummy while it still smells the pancakes that are down there that are gonna be coming, but it's just time for us to be here and now. So let's take in two deep breaths. When you breathe in, you're gonna scrunch your shoulders to your ears if you would like, and when you breathe out, you're gonna let them go, and then I'll invite you to close your eyes, okay? So let's breathe in, and out. One more time in, and out. I would invite you to close your eyes. Start by sitting comfortably, taking a moment to ground and center yourself. Just be with the breath, the sounds, and feel the parts of your body that are making contact with the pew and the floor. I would invite you to visualize a majestic mountain, either one that you have seen or one that you create with your imagination. It can be alone on its own or part of a mountain range. This mountain changes, of course, like all things, but it changes slowly in geologic time. Imagine your body becoming like the mountain, grounded, solid, still. Let your legs be the base your arms and your shoulders, the slopes, your spine, the axis, and your head, the peak. Allow yourself to breathe deeply, becoming centered, grounded, and present. Visualize the mountain as the seasons begin to change. See it in autumn, surrounded by golden, warm light and bright autumn colors. Gradually, autumn gives way to winter and the mountain is assaulted by intense and violent weather, by fog, by snow, and by ice. Notice how the mountain remains still, quiet, and steady through the storms. 
In spring, the snow melts, birds sing, and animals return. Wildflowers sprout and bloom. The mountain streams overflow with the melting snow. See the mountain in summer, bathed in light, quiet, solid, and majestic, except for the highest peaks, the snow is all gone. In every season, clouds cover the mountain and then blow away. Storms arise suddenly and pass. Now see the mountain through the course of a day, beginning with the rosy hues of dawn, then the clear light of morning, giving way to the deep golden light and shadows of the afternoon. Now watch as the day gives way to the rich colors of sunset, and finally, to the dark night sky filled with stars and galaxies, endless space across the vast, clear heavens. See if you can sit like the mountain, still and grounded through the changes of weather, time, and seasons allowing day and night to come and to go, accepting change, not resisting it. Allowing the weather and seasons of life to come and go. Feel yourself being present rooted, centered, and still, unmoved by storms, wind, cold, rain, heat, moments of darkness and light, joy and sorrow. Let life continue to unfold around you as you remain rooted in God, your mountain. Keeping your eyes closed, let's take two deep breaths in. So we'll breathe in and you can scrunch. And out, let it go. And breathe in again. and out and when you're ready you can open your eyes in our scripture passages today we had two mountaintop views so our first passage was from exodus from the hebrew scriptures or the old testament moses went up the mountain moses was transfigured and his physical experience actually changes his physical appearance, sorry, actually changes. The skin of his face is shining when he comes down. 
When Moses comes down, everyone sees that the skin of his face is shining, and they know that it is proof that Moses has been in the presence of the Lord. God's purpose on Mount Sinai, where Moses was, is to let the people know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will communicate with them through Moses. This meeting is significant and essential as the people of Israel are about to embark into the unknown with a God they barely know as they face a 40-year journey through the wilderness to the Promised Land. This meeting between God and Moses is also meant to fuel the faith of the people of Israel for the long and frightening journeys ahead. God pulls out all the stops. There's thunder, lightning, trumpets blaring, fire blazing, and thick clouds billowing. God lovingly communicates with the people of Israel and assures them that I am who I am is with them. In our second passage this morning from Matthew from the New Testament, it's not Moses that goes up the mountain, it's Jesus. And when Jesus went up to the mountain with three of his trusted disciples, his favorite disciples, Jesus was transfigured. So his physical appearance actually changed as well. He was dressed in dazzling white robes and his face was shining like the sun. This meeting between God and Jesus is essential, is significant and essential as the disciples are about to embark into the terrifying and heartbreaking time of the Passion. God pulls out all the stops for Jesus as well. The dazzling white robes, his face shining like the sun, the appearance of Moses and Elijah. The purpose of this meeting is not for Jesus, but for the immediate benefit of Peter, James, and John, so they may at least begin to understand the seamless relationship of Jesus to God the Creator and the unlimited power behind it. The transfiguration affirms Jesus' divinity and it becomes to give the disciples, and it begins to give the disciples eyes to see God's light in the chaos to come. A significant difference to note is God's location in both of these passages. So in Exodus, in the Old Testament, God was in the tabernacle, this like holy of holies, totally separate from humanity. People couldn't have access to him. It was only the priests, and one would go in, and they would have to make themselves clean. They would actually have a rope tied around one of their feet, and they would go in, and if they were unclean, they'd be struck dead right there, and the other priests would pull them out. But in the Matthew passage, we hear that God's location is no longer in the tabernacle, but God is now located in and with Jesus. God is no longer hidden in a cloud, but is in and with Jesus, and now we get to see God face to face. So totally different. Exodus passage, God was not seen except by a high priest. In the New Testament passage in Matthew, in the gospel, we see God face to face in Jesus. Now, you might be thinking, all right, Pastor Jen, this is all well and good. Thanks for the context. Really appreciate that. 
what the heck does that have to do with my life today? Well, when we take a moment and we're in our lives, in the busyness of our lives, it's like when the kids were down here and they were first looking out. They could only see a certain amount of things because they were right in the middle of it. But when they took their sparkle and went on their little field trip up to Mount St. Grace's balcony, they were able to see so much more and see things differently. Anytime there's a mountain reference in the Bible, it means that something spectacular is going to happen with God. And we don't have mountains, necessarily physical mountains, right here, but we too have these mountaintop experiences every day, multiple times a day. It's whether or not we actually take time to acknowledge them or to stay connected to God and be able to see them, how God sees us and the world each and every day. I call these moments God moments. And like I said, we see them every single day, multiple times a day. We heard about God moment this morning when Gertie was talking about the spiritual care that was able to happen for people in hospitals during the pandemic when ministers couldn't go in or clergy couldn't go in. Maybe you've experienced a God moment like this. You're in a hospital room as we sit with two people who have just heard the worst news of their lives and watch the patient reach out to reassure the companion, the healthy one, that all will be well. That is a God moment. God is present giving hope in that moment of darkness and strife and grief. Or maybe we glimpse a God moment when the evening news reflects nothing but chaos. And then there is one story of a person's graceful act of healing a broken world by caring for another person the world would rather forget. That's also a God moment. These are the moments when we realize God is present in the suffering and sacrifice, just as God is present in the promise and potential of our lives. C.S. Lewis writes a final word for Aslan in the silver chair. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia. Few, yes, yep, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Um, whether you are or not, it doesn't matter. But I would really encourage you to tuck in and really listen to this quote. So Aslan says this, here on the mountain, I have spoken to you clearly. I will not often do so down in Narnia. Here on the mountain, the air is clear and your mind is clear. As you drop down into Narnia, the air will thicken. Take great care that it does not confuse your mind. And the signs which you have learned here will not look at all as you expect them to look when you meet them there. That is why it is so important to know them by heart and pay no attention to appearance. 
Remember the signs and believe the signs. Nothing else matters. In our world, like Narnia, the air is thick with many responsibilities, opinions, and distractions that keep us rooted here in the messiness, the heart-wrenching pain and suffering, wanting us to live a life based on false gods and idols like money, competitiveness, busyness, perfectionism, and the list goes on and on. So our world is like what the kids saw today when they were down here. They're right in it, face to face with it, not able to see things from a different perspective. It is important for us. We need that mountaintop view. We need to be able to come away from the world, spending time alone with God, being re-energized, listening to God's voice, trying to find God in our day to day. And on this mountaintop view, we need to pull away from that noise and the chaos of the world so we can breathe in the clean air of God's love and steadfast presence so we can hear God clearly and be reminded of and live into the signs and call that God has for us, remembering that we see God face to face because God is in and with Jesus. A final thought for you. The moment of transfiguration is that point at which God says to the world and to each one of us that there is nothing we can do to prepare or stand in the way of joy or sorrow. We cannot escape the light that God will shed on our path. We cannot escape God, Emmanuel, God with us. God will fill us, God will find us in our homes and in our workplaces. God will find us when our hearts are broken and when we discover joy. And God will find us when we run away from God and when we're sitting in the middle of what seems like hell. So friends, as it was said in our scripture passage from Matthew today, get up and do not be afraid because God is always with us in the highs and the lows. This week, I encourage you to find time to take a mountaintop view, whether it's setting yourself um, apart in your home, having some quiet time to connect to God. Perhaps it's a situation that you're going through and you've been looking like the kids were just right here. Maybe come out of the situation a little bit, step back and take a breath and see how God is showing up in the situation. And it is my prayer that as you travel through this week and as we get ready to go into Lent, that you are able to see these God moments more and more every single day, and that they will fill you and remind you whose you are and what you are called to do. May it be so. Amen. Transfiguration is a change from the physical to the spiritual state. As we ready ourselves to give our physical offering, may it and our hearts be transformed. This morning's offering will be received.
this little light of mine, our offertory response. This little light of pray. God, we are so grateful for those moments when we experience your grace. Help us to be more open to hearing your call. Please take our gifts and those already given through par and use them to help us create transformation in the world, in our homes, and in ourselves. And all God's people said, amen. Please be seated. And just a quick little note before we get into the prayers of the people. I was thinking about um, how Beth had highlighted that a lot of the music we're doing today are African-American spirituals because February is Black History Month. And I don't know if you're a music person like me. Music speaks volumes to me, pun totally intended. Um, it's where I go when I am the happiest of happies. It's where I go when I'm the saddest of sads and the angrier, angriest of angries. But what the spirituals represented in the African-American life was, in my opinion, a mountaintop experience. They would sing them when they were doing work. They would sing them to encourage each other. They would also use them to deliver messages to one another, messages of hope, directions on how to get out of the slavery situation, where to find the Underground Railroad. So perhaps your mountaintop experiences could include some of your favorite hymns or songs that move you and remind you that God is there even as God was there with the slaves in the fields. God is there in the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. So for the prayers of the people, your responses lead us on the journey forward. So I will say, God of light, and you will say, Lead us on forward. Let us pray. Creating God, you called your servants, Adam and Eve, on a journey to live. You called your servants, Abraham and Sarah, on a journey to trust. You called your servants, Ruth and Naomi, on a journey to love. You called your servants, David and Solomon, on a journey to lead. You called your servants, Ezra and Nehemiah, on a journey to rebuild. For as long as you have spoken, you have called us to a journey. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. Your son called his disciples to follow him on a journey to the cross, a road to save, a road to heal, 
a road to love. He called his disciples to a mountain where you sealed him with your light, a light to sustain him for the long road ahead. Lord, you call us to walk with him on that same road. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. Your Holy Spirit called the church to proclaim your word of life. Women and men, young and old, all were called and all were commissioned. We who are Grace United Church are part of that same journey, the journey of Moses, the journey of Elijah, the journey of Christ. Each was a response to your call, and we pray for the courage to do the same. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. Gracious God, we thank you for this mountain. We thank you for this light. We, your people, stand in awe of your brilliance and your magnificence. You alone are our God, and you alone are our light in the darkness. We, your people, thank you for your presence with us on this holy mountain. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. Healing God, we thank you for the valley ahead. We thank you for your guidance. We, your people, are no strangers to valleys, and we pray for your presence for those of us in valleys of all kinds. And we take a moment of silent prayer to offer up the valleys of our lives and others to you. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. We also pray for those people in our charge and surrounding communities who are struggling, ill, healing from surgery, mourning the loss of a loved one, experiencing a decline in health, struggling with mental health, and for all other silent prayers of our heart, which we offer up to you now. God of light, lead us on the journey forward. Amen. I invite you to stand as you're able and join in singing our closing hymn, More Voices, number 211, Go Now in Peace, Guided by the Light. our little pancake loving hearts out. This coming Wednesday is the beginning of the season of Lent, a season of surrendering, letting go, and lament. 
As we move forward from this Transfiguration Sunday into the season of Lent, let us remember God's mission for the church in the world and remember also that we are that church. And as we reach out with Jesus, let us be bold in our hope and confident in the knowledge that our God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, shines in our hearts has given us a light to bear to the world that all may see and know that God is love. Amen. We are going to do a musical grace that Beth is going to lead us through so that when you get down to the CE Hall, you can just load up your plates. 